SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. I have the pleasure of once again speaking to Billy Silikane, who is an author and an internationally acclaimed keynote speaker, as well as a personal team and organizational effectiveness specialist. Billy Silikane is a motivational leader and has inspired over 30 million people globally through his bespoke keynote seminars, key-centric, uh, client-centric interventions, and his book, From Barefoot to snakeskin shoes and this is one of South Africa's best speakers because he is a speaker to this um, the General Assembly the NSA convention and uh, Billy is just very acclaimed a team is please assist me to welcome him as we speak about the power of personal responsibility Billy thank you very much for joining us once again on uh, the late night conversations thank you Patricia thank you very much for having me it's an honor and privilege to serve one of the things that I think we as South Africans uh, are really battling with, especially now with the time of COVID-19, um, is personal responsibility. How does one recognize when we need to start having personal responsibility as opposed to, uh, you know, forming off the responsibility yeah. and saying this is for government to do? Because that's yeah. what a lot of us South Africans do. We yeah. remove our responsibility from us as ordinary citizens and take it to the government. Well, I think, you know, Patricia, we, we've, I've always said and to people that we've got to begin at the definition of what things are. What is the definition of personal responsibility? When I say to you, you should be personally responsible, what does it mean? And in a very basic sense, it means that as a human being, you choose, instigate, and cause your own actions. And when you do those actions, there will be a cause and effect on those actions, and you, sh- you are going to be held morally accountable and legally liable for those actions. That's the definition of personal responsibility. So we can't we can't abdicate and say, oh, the government is... It means you, you as a human being, wherever you are, it can be in a, in a, in a taxi rank, in your home, in a, in a bus stop, anywhere, you choose, instigate, and cause the actions. And those actions have got consequences which should be morally accountable to you and that have a legal liability. And most people don't even understand that they have a legal liability. You know, now when we talk about where we ice a country, and I want to say to people, we need to sober up and look at statistics, you know, because people don't think this thing is real. I mean, if you look at today's statistics, I mean, today, I mean, we're, we're sitting at 866,000 cases in the south, in the country, 763 recovery, and 223,461 deaths, and they've increased today by 175. It's a big number, you know, and this does not happen because some spell happens to us. They happen because we are not responsible. We, most people think it's a joke. Most people think this won't affect me. It affects the Americans or the Asians or in, in America and locally it's people that are weak, but this is real. Now I say to people that when you become responsible, there are behaviors that accompany that sense of responsibility. The first one is honesty. Be honest with yourself. 
none of us have a clearly defined scientific understanding of what this thing is. It's ravaging the world. So be honest and say, listen, I don't know what this thing is. I can't recognize it. I can't call it. You know, how do you know if somebody has it? No, we don't know. So that's the first point. The second point is compassion and respect. Be compassionate for other people in your environment because if you don't know what this thing is, by implication, you don't know if you have it unless you've tested. You know? The third point is fairness. Be fair to other people around you. And say, I was sitting at home, I went to spa, I went to that place, was I wearing masks, did I use my sanitizer, did I social distance and whatever. Even though you've done those measures, again, it's not a complete uh, definition of safety. The third part is accountability. When they say your mask is not over your nose, put it there. When they say you have not sanitized, sanitize. When they say, listen, we don't know where you've been, can you quarantine? Quarantine. So be accountable, you know. Just have that sense of accountability. And the last thing is the courage to hold each other accountable. Because, you know, like tomorrow is the 16th of December. And Patricia, me and you know by definition in this country, the 16th of December, people go crazy in parks, music, whatever. But are we going to have the courage to hold each other accountable and say, are we social distancing, are we wearing the mask, have we sanitized? And if we don't do that, we are opening, this, we are opening ourselves up to this very unpredictable beast that is ravaging the world. And, and for me as a South African and looking at the numbers and having been uh, sort of, we're all affected to infected. That's just a fact of life. And if we cannot take this seriously, I'm very, very sad about it because it means that South Africans, we don't take our nationhood very seriously. We don't understand what it means to be patriotic because we are not only a threat to people around us, but we are a threat to national security because we will kill very important members of our society by being irresponsible. Lawyers will die, doctors will die, scientists will die, designers will die, architects will die, and uh, it will happen because we are just irresponsible. We don't want to accept and, and, and take this thing very seriously. So that's my kind of like opening and plea to this nation of ours but let's be responsible this is serious it's not a joke you know billy as you're speaking right now i think of the scenario especially after the president spoke to us in the family meeting as we so tagged mm. in south africa on monday evening uh when he said that you know one of the things that are our responsibility as the citizens of south africa is to wear our masks adhere to social distancing and make sure that we wash our hands and sanitize hands mm. be washed with soap and water for 20 seconds or sanitize and make sure that we are adhere to all regulations given to us it sounded as if South Africans are trying to put responsibility of ensuring that we are being nannied to wear masks being nannied to wash our Mm. hands and sanitize being nannied to ensure that COVID-19 does not come into our immediate circles and as opposed to us as South Africans initially just taking up the power of personal responsibility. What's your take on that? You, you know, Patricia, 
he has the most difficult job. You know, sometimes we take it so easy. Sometimes people criticize, oh, the president is, the president did, whatever. But what I don't understand is if you have such a big responsibility for over 55 million people, that every decision that you have to make must not only serve one part of the society, but a, a multiverse, a multidimensional environment where, I'll give an example, in Alexander, people are living in a shack environment. You know, in Tembisa, in Sentin, people have got a big yard. So when you talk about social distancing, then people say, oh, but I live in Alexander. But that does not abdicate your responsibility to wear a mask and sanitize and do the basics, because these are three disciplines, wear a mask, sanitize, and social sense. If you do one of the three, there's safety, you know, there'll be some safety and some safety net. So for him, for the president to really give us these basics is because our protocols, we have not been following protocol, hence the numbers are so high. And by the way, if you look at the history of the virus, it does not flare up in, in environments where it's summer, where there's a lot of sun and vitamin D. We're in summer now in South Africa. Most, South Africa is in summer now. We should not be having the numbers that we're having. But we're having those numbers because people are just utterly irresponsible. And by the way, when, he, when, when the country dropped us to the level that we're in, people took it for granted that this thing is gone. And it's not. It was not gone because we were able through our lockdowns and our protocols to contain it. But it does not necessarily mean it is gone. So I, I believe that the plea to do these three basic protocols came because we just let go. You know, I flew to, to Durban a couple of days ago, and I was really unhappy with the way people were behaving inside the plane. People had their mask onto their mouth, not to their nose. And the protocol is cover your nose and your mouth. That's how the mask should be working. But people don't do these things. People don't wash their hands. People do not sanitize. And, and, and the truth is, if you do these three protocols, you save not only yourself, but many other people who would suffer from your responsibility without even knowing. So we are the ones who have not taken the responsibilities into we our haven't. own hands. And this we is haven't. what the president said a couple of uh, meetings ago, uh, family meetings ago, when he said the responsibility lies in your hands. But is this the case with the rest of the globe? I mean, we look at Milan and how things have happened in Italy. We look mm-hmm. at the USA and how things have happened there. We look at the UK and the numbers. We look mm-hmm. at China. I mean, we saw these uh, first world countries having their streets sanitized, having their Mm. public areas sanitized, seeing Mm. people on the roads with masks and adhering to whatever lockdown regulations that they have. Do you feel that they took up the correct uh, responsibility in terms of personal responsibility, um, but they still ended up in the same spot when it comes to COVID-19 as opposed to South Africans? You, You know, Patricia, you've got to look at everything in context, you know. Because we, 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 we were the late comers in this whole environment, you know. South Africa were, were the late comers in the sense that and when it was happening in China, it was the first time when we went to Italy, it was still, we were still in denial in a sense. Say, ah, it's not going to happen to us, let's have fun, let's do our thing. And if you look at how the people who thought were sophisticated, people who thought they were first world thinkers, that they had first world infrastructure, that thought, we can handle this thing. They couldn't. 
And we learn from those environments institutionally, you know. That's why we came with measures in the country, like lockdown, like all of these kind of things. Institutionally, as a country, we learn from those things. But individually, as people, it was so far removed from us. I mean, Patricia, how many people do you know who've been to Milan in your life? Hmm. Not many. Not too many. Exactly. How many people do you know in your life who've been to, to China? Not many. Well, there's so a couple of South Africans living yeah, there. Yeah, who went to buy yeah. stuff and whatever. Yeah, and living there uh, to <laughs> yeah, teach English. But, yeah, but if you told people, they said, ah, boss, you know, in the township, I've not been to China, I've not been to Italy. You know, people would even say, ah, it was say America, it was Europe, it's got nothing to do with us. Because of the sense of not wanting to acknowledge that this was becoming a global issue, you know. And remember, when it hit Italy, it was in its infancy without, in, there were no understanding, is it human-to-human transmission, is it, you know, it was still confusing. But in that confusion, because Italians are a very uh, social nation and social consciously, they eat, they drink, they, they hug, they kiss. So before they could, we, the world could actually define really what are the measures. Already they were in the, in the, in the eye of the storm, you know. And the sad thing about it is, we individually, not institutionally, we learned about it. The country, you know, the National Disaster Act, all those acts were in place as an institutional response. But individually, I think we didn't learn because I can tell you now, you know, I I'm from Tembisa. And each time I drive into Tembisa, I get the shock of my life. People just are so blasé about this thing. No masks. People are sitting in corners, drinking and sharing drinks and smoking. And sharing. You know, people just don't get it. Billy, let's take a bit of a breather and go to a break. Let me remind our A-teamers that we are speaking to uh, Billy Silegane, uh, who is a motivational speaker and an author and internationally acclaimed keynote speaker, as well as a personal team and organizational... SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation on SAFM. We are currently uh, talking to Billy Silegane, who is a motivational speaker. CSP um, is the largest designated speaker in Africa, as well as the first South African speaker to speak at the General Assembly Convention. Billy Silegane is also an author and an internationally acclaimed keynote speaker, as well as a personal team and organization effectiveness specialist. Billy Sigalagane is talking to us about the power of personal responsibility, especially as we are on these adjusted regulations when it comes to COVID-19. Now, um, A-teamers, I'd like you to please join us. Give us your views. Give us your impressions on how important it is for us as individuals to take up personal responsibility, especially now as we see the lockdown regulations being adjusted. We do know that South Africa is currently um, at the beginning of the second wave and it is anticipated that the second wave could really be harsh. The rest of the world is already there. Um, Europe, USA is already there and it is all trickling down to personal responsibility. What do we we need to do a teamers to ensure that we don't find ourselves at a place where our death rate
rate is increasing and our rate of COVID-19 infections as a country is as high as that of the USA or the other countries like the UK and the likes. Billy, um, before the break, we were talking Hmm. about how important uh, the power of personal responsibility is and what we as individuals need to do. I mean, the family meeting was really trickling down to each and every individual doing their bit because yeah. the vaccine is far from reaching our shores. Absolutely. Um, and even if it does reach our shores, I mean, we can see from uh, news updates that mm. even in the USA, it, it, there's not such a huge uptake on it. So it's yeah. still something that you need to introduce slowly but surely to the public because mm. we are not really sure of its, its impact. But we are yeah. aware of the impact of personal responsibility and personal accountability when it comes to regulations of uh, COVID-19. So my take, again, I'm saying when you're a person who takes personal responsibility, you don't don't operate from a place of of reaction. You operate from a place place of proactivity, which means you come from a place of true self, and the true self means you're self-directed, self-motivated, self-disciplined, and you know what is right and what is wrong, you know. And what is wrong is for you to walk out into the public places with an assumption that says, I'm COVID unaffected. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to sanitize. I'm not going to social distance. However, if you're responsible, you say, okay, here's this thing, undefined, unknown, changes in every facet that we have known it to be, but there seem to be protocols that have been globally accepted, and we've seen if people follow those protocols, there's a, there's a slowness of the infection. So you then say to yourself, let me not be arrogant and egocentric. Let me say, I have the opportunity to impact other people positively, which means I have the impact to social distance, to wear a mask, and to sanitize and what I do in my social space in the space that I control has an effect in other people positively proactively and not reactively I should not act in that fashion after I've been proven to be positive I should act in that fashion before I'm even tested because over and over again these protocols have been proven to work and and you know Patricia is like crossing the street. When the robot is red, when you cross the street, you, you will be hit by a car. It's as simple as that. And tell me anybody that you know, that I know, who have walked into a street when the robot says stop and they've crossed the street, that they came out the other side very healthy. It's unknown. You will be hit by a car when the robot says you stop, you stop. And therefore, it means we should not think of this environment as an anomaly. We should take it back into our own lives and say, okay, in my life, if I were faced with an unknown enemy that is invading my space, however, there were clearly defined rules or protocols that if I follow this, I would save myself, my family, my immediate uh, community. Would I do those things? The answer is yes, I would do them. And as South Africans, we should stop being how do I put it in a very mild way? We should stop being arrogant and think that we know better than everybody else. We don't. 
And we, I mean, 23,000 deaths, 23,451 deaths. That's, a, that's not a number to frown upon. We've lost lawyers, we've lost architects, we've lost musicians, we've lost designers, we've lost teachers, we've lost fathers. It's not a number to frown upon. And this number will increase if we don't really, really become responsible individually. These numbers are going to skyrocket. And by the way, who knows that you're going to become part of that number? Nobody knows. But I'd rather be safe than sorry. And that's what I'm saying. Let's be responsible. You know, uh, Billy, as you're talking about being safe than sorry and taking up personal responsibility, um, we are aware that uh, there's been uh, 319 plus medical personnel, frontline workers of the medical profession who are infected or were infected with COVID-19. Do you think they were irresponsible in their behavior or was it just circumstantial? Remember... Well, these men and women, uh, they were in the front lines, dealing with a, an unknown enemy, an unpredictable enemy. In any environment where you deal with such a, with such a, a predicament, there are people who go out there in a very high, intense, sacrificial kind of like, I'm going to do what I, I can to save as many people as I can. If I have to die in the process, and saving a thousand people, then my death is worth it. You know, there are those people. And then those people who say, ah, you know, I'm strong. I've, I've, I've gone through stuff. Why should I worry? That's irresponsible. And they would not follow protocols and eventually get infected and they would die. And there are people who then are the naysayers. They say, I think this is kind of a fake thing. I'm not sure if it's true. I don't think I should be wearing a mask and this PPE store is just, you know, crowding my space. I'm not going to do that. And then they, they get infected and they die. And so the categories of people in the same environment who got different beliefs and different behaviors. But I truly believe that any human being in their right mind would never, would never consciously go to the fire line of a machine gun knowingly. Well, this is like a machine gun that is shooting all the time. All right. You know? Billy, let's take a break. And after that, we'll come back to our voice notes from our A-teamers. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Let's go to some of our voice notes as we talk about personal responsibility when it comes to COVID-19 and what we are facing. Our guest is Billy Silikane, who's an internationally acclaimed keynote speaker and author, and uh, he's also a personal and team and organizational uh, effectiveness specialist. Hey, guys, this is your dissertator from Port Elizabeth in Algo Park. You know, guys, I like the way the how the president said, quoting his words, this is going to be the last Christmas for some of you. You know, I respect the way he said that because I think it's the only way now that people need to be told this thing, how serious it is, you know, because saying the same thing over and over again is going to be a problem for you now and you're going to be end up losing your mind you know so i think people must just 
listen if they want to listen. Like the Bible says, those who have an ear will hear, right? So if you don't want to hear it, it's your fault. And if you thinking of listening to the instructions that is given, then good for you. That's how it is. Otherwise, we're really going to end up losing it, guys. Saying the same thing over and over. Right, Padre, just a bit of input into our new discussion or onto your, onto your existing discussion. My name is Leon and I'm from World by Cape Town. One, what I, what I see where we made a mistake, especially with your townships and your area that are not uh, that well equipped, I should say, or using this example, uh, in with your retails, your shops, and center, there was a training model when this thing arrives. Uh, in the location, I can tell you today, since uh, since the COVID start in March, very few people, even less than 10% in my location, is wearing masks. So I believe training was the problem, yeah. Well, training might be the problem, but let's hear from Billy Silikani, who is uh, an expert on the power of personal responsibility. Uh, Billy, do you feel that uh, training is the issue here, or is it us as individual South Africans who need to take up the responsibility um, when it comes to adhering to the regulations? You, you know, uh, Patricia, I've always said that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. <laughs> So if you look at our society at large, if you look at the accidents that we have, if you look at uh, the amount of alcohol that gets consumed, if you look at who shows up for voting, voting, really showing up and, 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 and exercising your, your, your civil liberty in choosing who becomes the president of a country, we, we're very low on those kind of things because, again, it's just we have, as South Africans, we've abdicated our level of social consciousness and active citizenry. You know, people are not, people don't have the concept of what it means to be a, a patriot. What does it mean to be South African? So therefore, if you look at what this man, the, the caller has said, that says that in the township there was no education and training. Yes, we might have not done enough, like high level consciousness, training and engagement, but that, it's not an excuse. Everybody who has a TV, everybody who reads a newspaper, everybody who is online, this thing is a global issue. It's not as if it's a South African issue. Therefore, yes, the government, and, and I would only say to people, you know, this thing of the government could have done more. It's an old thing. Because who's the government? Our constitution says, we the people. The preamble of our constitution says, we the people. Therefore, it means that each and every one of us individually have to become proactive citizens and active citizens. And we have abdicated for a very long time our responsibility to become active citizens. So, you know, you can, you can, you can, you can train people until they become blue in the face. But unless and until they personally take responsibility of the content that they're given and act upon it, it means nothing.
Absolutely nothing. So I hear what he says, but it goes back to what me and you are talking about, that we have to be personally responsible at the end of the day for the outcome of our lives. We cannot outsource our lives to the next person, to a counselor, to a political party, to a government. We cannot. We have to be in control of our lives. Once we control who we are, then when we interact with anybody out of our circle of control into our circle of concern, then we become effective. But if we are not responsible, we become ineffective. It goes back to personal responsibility. So everything lies on us as, as uh, individuals to make sure yeah, that is. we are responsible for our own actions. We are. Uh, and, and where does government comes in here? Where do they come in when it comes to the COVID-19 scourge and what they need to be doing uh, for us as citizens? You, you, know, you know, if you look at it, I want to say to people, when you define the government, go a little bit biblical, you know, biblical in the sense that the Quran, the Torah, and the, and, the, and the Bible will agree on what the government is. Both, all these three books, they'll, they'll tell you that the government's rule or the government's responsibility is to carry a sword to protect the righteous from the wicked so the righteous may prosper. So therefore, government's responsibility is to create a framework of engagement where then individuals act upon that framework. Now, you must tell me, I mean, really, uh, how, many, how, much, how, much must, how, how many soldiers must we deploy? How many police must we deploy to go to each and every house or every street or every corner or every mall or every, to say to people, wear your masks? Really, then it will be just wasting, you know. And we, we don't have the resources to waste, by the way. We don't. We are technically a bankrupt nation because we are in the junk status many, many times, even before COVID hit us. So the government has to create a conducive environment. They have to give people the framework, but people individually have to act upon those frameworks. So this thing about people saying, oh, the government must answer, no, 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 excuse me. Do you tell me the government tells you how many beers you must drink? The government tells you you must not drive with a safety belt? The government, no, no, no. All those things are personal responsibility. It's like when an accident happens, if somebody's not wearing their safety belt, they'll be flung out of their car and they will die. But if they're wearing a safety belt, they'll be saved. So the government says the rules of the road are wear safety belt. You know, you're driving a car in the, in the freeway. The rules of the road says the highest speed in this count is 120. That's the highest maximum speed. If somebody comes and drives 180 and has an accident, why would they blame the government? Because the government said, guys, the rules of the road are the highest speed in this nation legislative is 120. So if you're driving above 120, you're breaking the law. If you die, it's your responsibility. Now, uh, Billy, on that note, the power of responsibility, personal responsibility lies with us as individuals. How do we get hold of you? Uh, can you give us a website address, please? Yeah, my website is billyseleganespeaks.com and all my other handles on Facebook and LinkedIn is billyseleganespeaks.com. That's how you get me. Thank you so very much for your time. It's been it's such a, a pleasure. great pleasure having you. Let's Thank go you to Zolega Kodashe with the final news bulletin or update for the evening.